0: Good evening, everybody. This is uh, Friday night. We're out with the fish, and yeah, uh, Palola is not with us. This is Alpha Tech Bay. hope everybody's feeling good. This is Friday night with Alpha Tech Bay. Uh, Tonight, uh, E.F. Alola is not here, so I'm manning the switchboard as well as uh, hosting the show. I hope everyone's having a good night. And uh, we did have a caller, uh, but they seem to have hung up. So tonight uh we'll start with our ode of the week, and this week the o do that came out tonight was otura Iro soon Iro soon um, Now the physical principles is uh, as we know Torah is that mystic vision and Irosun is ancestral inheritance. So in this Odu the basic energy is that uh, mystic vision will lead to us using our full potential. Again, Erosun is that idea of ancestral inheritance when we, uh, before we embark on each lifetime. As we know in Yoruba theology, we choose a destiny, we choose what experiences we want to have in this lifetime. Um, that will help us uh progress and elevate as souls and uh when we choose that destiny, those experiences, then we take bring with us those tools that will best help us accomplish that destiny. And, um, we get those tools, um, from our collective ancestors, uh, and they are with us as in our DNA and such. And, um, DeFi Divination is all about us remembering what that pact was, what the destiny was that, uh, we chose to accomplish so Torah Irosun then gives us that uh, blueprint um, of how to connect to our destiny so that we can accomplish what we came to accomplish so the mystic vision is that vision of what we want to accomplish and then once we know then we can utilize all of our gifts to their fullest potential. And so that's the basic message in um in this verse there's also a story about uh Arumala and um Osanyin getting into a contest. Osanyin challenged Arumla to a contest um, to see what was more powerful, Ebo or medicine. Ebo And in, in the story, Ebo is Arumala's child and Ogun medicine is Osanyin's child. And uh, Ebel comes out on top, which not only um, tells us in this uh, verse that Ebel is more powerful than charms and medicines um, but also as far as uh the lesson for us is that uh we must be humble and um, not challenge folks that are more powerful than we are. So this week, you know, be careful of uh, being arrogant and not knowing when to hold them and when to fold them. That's a big message in, in this verse. So, if you are confronted with a show of power contest, you know, let the other, don't uh, take the bait. And it goes both ways if you are the one being challenged or you are the one challenging. Uh, either way, it can turn out badly. This verse also. Uh, tells us to the need for uh, absolute honesty and um, so this week let us all be careful and be honest and of course being honest is not easy, that's something that takes a lot of courage Um. But it's always the best policy of course and uh in order to have the courage to be honest, uh you can um do a little elbow of uh palm oil to raise you and ask him to reward you for your honesty. So that is the uh Ode of the week. Um tonight we are going to talk about turn uh, the topic for this week's radio show is uh, Can we use Erisha? Um, to attack people, and this uh subject was chosen this week because um someone had asked me this question because they noticed that many people, many practitioners, and tradition here in the diaspora use uh, Risha, especially issue uh to attack other people it's very prevalent, especially in Latin America to go to Eshu uh... to attack other people and of course this is based in a very, very um, wrong-headed interpretation of Aishu and Elisha in general um, some people have gotten the idea that uh because Orisha are ambivalent and because they represent forces of nature which can work um in destructive ways as well as uh creative ways that that means that the Orisha will do destructive things if you ask them to. Sorry about that. So, um, what I said to this person was, you know, use your own inner logic. So if we consider uh, and I know Orisha are complicated entities, very multifaceted, overlapping, they exist in different uh, dimensions of being. But in their most basic form, the most way that most of us uh, think of Arisha is as uh, forces in nature. Um, you know, can you then ask a force of nature to to go hurt somebody, I think this is a point where people are confused because the forces of nature can't hurt you right if you uh we can use fire to uh light up a room to keep our children warm to cook food, we also can use it to burn down a village. And if we sit on the fire, we will get burned. But that's not the same as asking fire to go attack somebody. Um, If we consider Arisha more in a humanistic way that many of us develop these relationships with Arisha in more humanistic terms of we love our Arisha... When we think of them like as people as deities that are anthropomorphic um, then again, we have to use logic if if you know if everything we know about they issue in this case. If we ask Aishu, oh I want you to go, you know, hurt this person, uh whether we're asking for ourselves or for a client because they stole my client's uh girlfriend and he's pissed, so go hurt this person. Um, does it sound logical that the Orisha is gonna go do that? To me, I don't think so. I think um, when we think that we can send an Orisha to do these trifling uh, negative attacks on people and hurt other people, then we are thinking that we are more powerful than Orisha. And that because we give the Orisha some blood, they're going to go do anything we ask them to do. To me that's uh ludicrous. And again it, it 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 uh seems to be saying that we are more powerful than Orisha that we can tell them what to do and they're going to do it. So you see a lot of this, but these are foolish people doing foolish things and sometimes I think they like we talked about before, they are actually invoking negative spirits that are not Arisha. And they don't even know um what they're doing um, or more likely they're just projecting their own will uh to hurt other people um, which can be done, so this is a different thing yet we have plenty of uh medicines, plenty of juju. Um, available to hurt other people. But when we do that, we are invoking our own will. We are using our own ashe, our own spiritual power to hurt others. We are not using orisha to hurt others. So that's why I think the point of confusion will, comes across is. uh Yes, we can hurt other people, spiritually. But it's not through Orisha. It is through our own will, our own ashe. And, um, you know, there are, of course, plenty of people who use their spiritual power to hurt other people. Um, You know, we call them sorcerers or or witches, right? So in the context of of uh Yoruba, um we would call a person like this a witch. It does not mean they are a woman, it does not mean they are Ajay. It only means they are using their spiritual power to do bad things. So the idea that the Ajay are witches is incorrect. Uh, Ajay simply means somebody who has a lot of spiritual power. So if somebody who has a lot of spiritual power decides to use it to hurt others, um, they might be Ajay and they might be a witch. You know, then they are a witch. But it doesn't mean that all Ajay are witches. So the term witch just means someone who uses their spiritual power there, actually, to hurt other people. It does not mean women, it does not mean Yamis or Aze or anything like that. So there are plenty of witches out there. And uh, here in the diaspora, we also have plenty of people doing this. And again, here in the diaspora, we have a lot of uh people who are confused about this and uh, the Catholic influence on our faith here in the diaspora has led many people to think that Aishu is the guy that you go to when you want to hurt other people. Um, Which to me is a total disrespect of who and what Aishu is. And I think if you think that Aishu is that, um, and you try to use Aishu to go harm other people, all you're going to do is um, stimulate that you have an encounter with Aishu yourself. And you'll notice that... Uh, the people who do this kind of thing, they always end up in a bad place, eventually. So, um, we had a caller, but they dropped off. Uh, and I uh, thought we were going to have several callers tonight. But well, I guess people are busy so we don't have anybody to comment on what I'm talking about. And it looks like Gia is asleep. I don't see her on here on the switchboard yet. Um, so I will keep this one-way dialogue going. Uh, unfortunately, this show is designed to be a uh, dialogue which means at least two people. <laughs> Not designed for me to talk without anybody to talk to. So it's kind of uh, weird for me to be doing this tonight. I uh, will hope that uh, somebody comes on the air. So if you're listening out there, please go ahead and push the one on your phone. And come on live, so anyways, back to the topic at hand ever since uh the Christian missionaries in uh Africa made the definition of issue well, as is the devil um, we've seen this idea of. Issue is the devil and somebody that we can call on to harm others. And uh, I think that uh, actually, for a lot of us, Issue can take on this aspect of the devil when we blame the devil for our problems. Um, we are invoking an experience with Issue. Um, when we blame outside things for our problems, we are projecting we're not taking responsibility for our own actions, then we are asking for an encounter with issue. So I think that also plays into the issue of devil idea. Um, let me give you a, an example of what I'm talking about. Um when I was uh thirty three I had uh several astral experiences that totally changed my life. It was at a really, really bad time in my life. I had hit rock bottom after I had broken my back and uh I didn't have insurance at the time or work with comp or anything. And uh my wife at the time had been diagnosed with lupus and had lost her job before they diagnosed her, so when they finally figured it out she was didn't have insurance and uh so we lost everything. And I left uh California and moved to Oregon to start back all start my life over again on the cheap. Um, couldn't afford LA now that I was was not able to work I figured I'd go to Oregon and start over. and uh, But that wasn't working out too well. So I embarked on uh, some spiritual adventures, trying to find answers to how to, you know, proceed with my life. And uh had a series of astral adventures that uh, gave me the answers and kind of... Uh, Sent me on a whole new path, changed my life completely. One of and uh, one of the dreams, it was through the dream state, through lucid dreaming that I was going into the astral. And in this particular astral adventure, I I was really, really, really upset, really angry, and I was crying. And I've never been so angry in my life, and I was screaming and yelling at the devil when then, you know, to appear. I wanted the devil to appear. I told him because I was going to kick his ass. And if he even had, I knew he was too, he wouldn't appear because he was too chicken. He knew I'd kick his butt. And it was his fault that I've been through so much. And um, blah, blah, blah. And the devil descended on a golden throne. The devil was a black uh, leopard or black panther or whatever. Um, Anthropomorphic kind of thing sitting on this throne. And this uh, devil panther figure yawned. And um, that was the first thing that I thought was strange. And after he was done yawning, he looked at me and he said, you know, what do you want? And I started yelling and screaming at him and blaming him for everything. And I was going to kick his ass. And uh, he yawned again and told me, dude, you know how many times I've had to listen to this shit? And I was like, What? and he told me uh, he has nothing to do with my problems. I was the engineer of all my own problems. And uh, he kind of left me with my mouth hanging open. And um, I later realized that that was an issue that was not the devil. I'd simply Involved in it. Uh, I invoked in a, in a confrontation with that issue because I was not wanting to take responsibility for my own uh, problem. And so issue is the one that will slap you around when you do that kind of thing. And so in this case, he, he didn't slap me around. He just told me point blank um, what the deal was. And uh, it was very powerful. And I understood it. and um, But at the time, I didn't realize that that was an encounter with Asia because I had been calling for the devil to come even though at the time I didn't believe in the devil. So, why I was blaming the devil for my problems, well, I don't know. So, um, that is an example of what I'm talking about is beyond uh, just the Catholic influence in the Christian church uh, defining issues of the devil, that there is an aspect of issue that I guess can be equated with the devil in a roundabout way, because even if you you know, um, when you blame the devil for your problems, then you are asking for an encounter with issue, what we call a issue meeting you in the street. Um, like in the in the sorrow, my my favorite Arisha movie, when the the kid um, in the movie meets Aishu in the marketplace because he's not willing to admit that he got his his Baba. The Luo killed, and he's blaming everybody else, and that instigates an, an encounter with Asia in the marketplace. Um, it's a great scene. That um, uh, kind of is the same thing I'm talking about. If no one's up, if you haven't seen that movie, look it up online. B-E-S-O-U-R-O It's in Portuguese Um, You know, since I speak Spanish I can watch it in Portuguese and understand uh, most of it So I don't know if they have it with English subtitles or what, I don't remember It's definitely a movie worth watching. Anyway, so that is the um and then some uh, expressions of what I think about how and why people have um use or how this came about that people use issue to attack others. I know in some places, everybody, it's the common belief. You know, you can now use any Orisha, but almost exclusively they, if they think it's Asia's job to, to do their uh, dirty work. And to me... Um, as a big fan of Aishu, I find it um, very offensive and um, ignorant. But uh, again, so on the question can he use Arisha to harm others? Uh, I don't think so. But it's, you know, it's a little bit complicated issue because, okay, well, we can, we do invoke, for for instance, you know, uh, if we're going to go into battle, we will invoke Ogun, right? Um, so if I invoke Ogun to go into battle and I'm victorious and I give the credit to Ogun... Then, you know, and I killed a few guys, Um, to me, that's a good thing, right? Because I won the war. But to my enemies, wife and kids, it's a bad thing, right? So that is the ambivalent nature of Arisha. Um, And so that... um, is where I think it gets complicated because, in that case, well, aren't then didn't I invoke the to harm others, or did I invoke the to protect myself? So that's a confusing part. I also think it's confusing when we Confuse uh, using Orisha or Orisha as destructive and Orisha's negative. I think there's a distinction to be made there between a destructive act and a negative act. And again, a lot of times. It's hard to tell the difference. For instance, like the story of um, of Oya, where the people in the in the one town, um, they're at the palace, they're in the town. They see this hurricane approaching, and everybody's like, "Oh no! That's, you know what's this?" What's going on, Ryan Bar. And the hurricane comes and destroys everything. And it goes over the palace. Um, And the king was uh, not a good guy. He was an arrogant, greedy guy. And the hurricane sucks up all his riches that he had accumulated and takes them away. And then it approaches another town, and the li- leader of the village, the Maraba, I think it is in the story, It's not the Oba this time, it was the Oni, um, but the same thing, and the people are, what is this? And Noya sweeps in, destroys everything, destroys the palace, sucks up the riches that uh, only had accumulated and keeps going. or we'll leaves the place in ruins. Then it approaches another uh, town or village and everyone has the same reaction. They run, they're freaking out. But uh, in this case, they approach the um, the house of uh, of a of a babalau who was a very humble guy who um, helped everybody in the town when they needed help whether they had the money or not who uh, was honest and humble and everyone's freaking out they think it's going to destroy the place like it did the other places but instead the hurricane dumps all of the riches that it sucked up from the other two uh, places and dumps them in this young Valalau's house. And so you know the story of course the moral of the story is um, bad behavior will be punished and he will play that a good character will be rewarded. But uh, we can also see in the story how an Orisha can be destructive and destroy. Right? Um, so, obviously, yes, you know, the hurricane destroyed the two... Um, leaders' homes who were not good guys. But as far as tonight's topic, does that mean that I can ask Oya to go destroy somebody who is a good guy? You know, can I ask Oya to go destroy somebody just because I don't like them? That maybe they are a good person, or even if they aren't, um, do I have that kind of power that uh, I can send? Oh well, yeah, to do something that even though it is obviously against uh, the principles. That we consider as foundations to our faith. All right, so if someone has done nothing to me, um, would an Orisha do my bidding? I think uh, just common sense says that no. Doesn't work like that. But yes, I can use my own assay to attack another person. So I hope that was helpful. That everybody who might listen to this show has something to think about. I know this is a question that comes up a lot um, with people in our tradition. Of course, this is only one guy's opinion. but um, I hope it uh, provides at least a starting point for you to think about um, what you think about this topic. And um, also, I want to remind everyone of our Odu of the week, real we'll soon. This is a very good Odu. This Odu says that uh, by doing Ebo, we will receive great uh, gifts. Um, it says when we are in alignment with our destiny, right um then we receive abundance, long life, children, and all those things that we call ray that is a fundamental aspect of our faith that's when we are in alignment with our destiny. And when we are walking in Hupu that we will receive Ire book all all good things, and that's what this verse also says in a very strong way, and so um, for those who want to do a little proactive with this Odoo. If you have an issue, give him some epo and ask him to open the door to the things you want, whether it be money, children, health, or all of those things. Um... So tonight because uh Iwafalola is not here and uh we have no callers, I'm gonna end the show early. So I hope everybody enjoyed tonight's show. Next week, come back next Friday as uh we will have one of our one of my monthly co hosts will be here. And that will be Iaja winning Lahe. She will be here next week. Uh, I believe she's here the first week. Or I maybe mean, no the second week. Um anyways so I thank everybody for listening in and I hope you all have a great week. Keep that Odu of the Week in mind and see it manifest during the, your day, during the week. And um, I would like to thank you, Afalola, and the Yoruba House of Worship for sponsoring the show. And thank all our listeners for listening in. This is Al Uh You know where to reach me. Uh, So if you need anything, you want to talk, just reach out. I'm available, easily, uh, easy to find. And uh, I wish everyone a wonderful weekend. Thank you once again for tuning in. We'll see you next week on Double.